are you ready to dive into a world of captivating conversations and insightful perspectives with Leap Listens? I'm Sarah and I'm joined by my co-host Roger. Hello. And together we'll be your guides through our third podcast series. Leap Listens is proudly presented by Leap Create, a dynamic people communications agency that partners with organizations to communicate their unique culture and values. Check us out at leapcreate.co.uk. So join us as we explore the latest trends, share success stories and uncover the secrets of effective communications in the workplace in just 15 minutes or maybe a little bit more. Today, we have the pleasure of introducing Tom Pierce, who has been a member of the John Lewis Partnership for nearly 13 years. Tom's journey began as a Christmas temp at one of the John Lewis shops after leaving school, taking full advantage of the excellent opportunities within the partnership. He has navigated his way to his current position as Talent Acquisition Attraction Manager, specialising in employer branding. With a solid background of five years in the realm of recruitment marketing and employer branding, Tom's role has continuously adapted and grown alongside the dynamic changes in the field. Welcome to the podcast, Tom. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Roger. Thanks for having me. Really looking forward to uh, chatting to you. You're very welcome. So, Tom, tell us about you and what inspired you to pursue a career in employer branding. To be honest, it was by chance. So I started in the partnership working in one of our John Lewis stores just as a Christmas temp, as many people, when you speak to the partnership, will have started as a Christmas temp at some point. And yeah, kind of not knowing what I wanted to do after school. So um, yeah, started in branch, worked into management positions, kind of realised that wasn't exactly what I was after. And with our one of our head offices in Bracknell, not too far away, I decided to join the recruitment team. And even then, it wasn't a case of that it's recruitment that I wanted to do. It was just a, a step into head office life and to see what opportunities that opened for me. So I've done a number of different roles in recruitment. Um, always had an interest in marketing and branding, just from, you know, to appease my creative side, I guess. And then, uh, yeah, this sort of role became established in the team. And so I started in it about five years ago. And ever since, it's really exploded. I think everyone who works in the EB world will know it's been around for a while. But kind of since COVID, it's really taken shape and uh, has a lot more prominence than perhaps it used to in the past. So, so yeah, that's my story, really. It was just a kind of a, a natural flow into where I am now. Fantastic. In our conversations with employer branding specialists, a lot of people do start with that sentence, oh, I just fell into it, or mm -hmm. I don't think it's necessarily something that lots of people wanted to do as a small child. <laughs> I just wondered, because people often come from different areas of the business, if you have a special approach to employer branding, having come from another part of the business? Yeah, I, d I don't know about a, s a special approach as such, but um, yeah, it wasn't until listening to your podcast that I became very aware that actually my role doesn't sit in talent acquisition in other areas of the different organizations. I, I always assumed it would be, but it does make sense that it does sometimes sit in marketing and branding teams as well. But I guess my experience from recruitment has helped a little bit because it's given me an understanding of, you know, uh, the candidate process and their journey. And continuing to work very closely with the team, I can continue to understand the challenges that we're having recruiting and why. So having that really close relationship with the recruiters themselves really helps with that. And like I say, no, no special approach as such to it. What I would say, though, is if anyone is wanting to work in employer branding or, um, you know, is starting employer branding in, in their organization now, sort of finding their feet with it, you kind of have to be really willing to work cross-functionally. You need to have that relationship with marketing, with internal and external comms, the brand teams, uh, the commercial social media channels, firstly, to learn from them all um, and their expertise, 
but obviously to ensure that you're kind of consistent with your employer brand as you are with, you know, the commercial side of the business as well. No, that's great. Can you walk us through the journey of transforming the employer branding strategy at John Lewis Partnership over the past two years? And what are the key steps and milestones achieved in during the process? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it's about two years ago now that the partnership sort of reintroduced and reinvigorated its overall purpose, which uh, the headline strapline for that is working in partnership for a happier world. That came about from a listening exercise, one of the biggest ones the partnership's ever done. It was thousands of people involved with it, including partners, suppliers and customers. And the lens on it wasn't just recruitment specifically. It was just overall as a business, what do we want to stand for? Um, and what do we want to you know, mean to people in their lives? So that kind of work happened. Um, and then when that got launched, it gave us a sense of direction to how we could incorporate that into an identity for our own employer brand. Because although reputationally, the partnerships always had a very strong employer brand and people will very often say, oh, they're a great company to work for. They could very rarely articulate why that exactly was. And so that was what we wanted to achieve with our employer branding. So, yeah, we took all of that stuff internally. We made it external facing. We kept in line with kind of brand guidelines, but we played a little bit of fun with it just to make it a little bit more creative. So that essentially we were creating a whole new look and feel that sort of meant something to people and really focused on that emotional kind of messages as to why join the partnership. Very similar to how Waitrose and John Lewis kind of do some of their own branding. And uh, yes, yeah, so that's what we did. So we then moved into like in, we've done it all in house. We kind of created that look and feel. Uh, we created a, a communication framework so that when we're talking and sending messages out to people about why join the John Lewis partnership, it all subtly points in the direction of our overall purpose, which is to create a happier world. And so, yeah, that, those are, those were kind of the key milestones, really. And yeah, it's been great. So we, we've now got an identity that we know we didn't have before, essentially. And that's changed very recently as well. That's great. How was it received, Tom? Just by the company, sorry. Yeah, by your um, your employees, which actually you call partners. partners. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we call our employees partners, yeah, because we're a co-ownership, for those who don't know. But yes, uh, it's been really well received. And I think people need to realize, actually, with an employer brand, it's it, as much about attracting people it is retaining partners or employees as well. Uh, and that's very much the the ambition of ours, is to push that message internally as well and kind of celebrate all of the great things that make the partnership such a great place to work and yeah it's been really well received it's really helping us drive kind of our advocacy scheme which we can talk about in a minute but yeah people have really got behind it and i think because that initial purpose listening exercise was kind of driven by partners initially it obviously really feels like they owned it from the beginning and can get on involved in it now as well can you share some practical examples of how you integrated that purpose into the employer branding yes yeah definitely so i think from a creative point of view like i say it was very much about creating an emotional connection with people about why to join the partnership so rather than just trying to sell individual roles uh, and, and and skills and experiences very much about a lifestyle of why work for the partnership so the imagery that we kind of used initially very much brought that to life, had a very nice warm feeling to it. And the new imagery that we're now using for the partnership's new rebrand, which sort of came out uh, very recently, 
very much touches on that as well about that that happier world that happier people and so from a creative point of view we wanted to make sure that was all very prominent and then from a messaging point of view essentially underneath our purpose our overall purpose you have the themes of happier world happier business and happier people and so with all of the things that make up our EVP and all those elements that make up what being a partner is we were able to categorize that into those three themes and essentially always subtly be pointing back to our overall purpose within those messages that we were sending out. That's great. So the introduction, obviously, the new commercial branding can have a significant impact on employer branding. So how did you ensure the evolving of the EB identity was seamless and aligned to the organization's well-known image? Yeah, so that's all really quite new as well. So we're still going through that process to an extent, but um, cause, because the, the JLP brand has only kind of just been sort of relaunched, as it were. But it's just a case of very much working closely with those brand teams to understand the direction that it was going. And then what was very nice was is that they came, kind of gave us, you know, guidelines to how the brand will look and feel, but also that creative freedom to understand how it would fit within our employer branding. So, yeah, like I say, it was just working very closely with them to understand that so that we could adapt it. And we're going through that process now. A lot of the touch points have been updated for candidates so that there's consistency throughout the journey, which is obviously very important. And uh, actually, the, the new branding has really, as I said earlier, brought our message about, you know, a happier world to life even more than it had done. You touched on earlier the partner advocacy program that sounds uh, interesting could you tell us a little bit more about that and maybe highlight some of the stories and experiences that partners have had yeah absolutely yeah so uh, we've probably all heard in employer brand world that using the voice of employees or in our case partners is a lot more effective than corporate messaging and there's a lot more they're a lot more genuine they're a lot more authentic they're a lot more engaged with as well when it comes to social media marketing, you know, organically, they are very well received and it helps push our message out there. So we simply just wanted to make it easy for our partners to be able to celebrate their own successes and share their stories to hopefully inspire others out of the business now, or even if you are working in the business now to give you direction of what opportunities are out there. Because in the partnership, there's a lot. And I think sometimes it can be almost to a point where it's a bit overwhelming. You're thinking, where do I go next for my career? So sharing those stories for partners is really important. So, yeah, we created that simple way of them to submit their stories. Uh, and then we use that as social media content to really bring to life what it means to be a partner. And we've had some really fantastic examples of, you know, career progression. So people who had a, a B category driving license, really wanted to achieve their HGV license. And through the internal academy that we've run, they're now a HGV driver in our distribution in Waitrose. We've had partners submit stories who've been in the business for 25 years and their career journey has been kind of all over the place in some degree. And that's kind of exactly what the partnership is all about, that internal mobility. So again, some really fantastic stories to share. And it, to be honest, for me, it's, there's obviously the great side of the employer branding element to it and the metrics that brings in. But for me, it's more about actually celebrating these people and inspiring others who perhaps feel a little bit lost in their own careers or are leaving school like me and didn't know what to do uh, and giving them that sense of direction as to what's possible. 
That's great. How did you get people to submit their stories? And was it like a questionnaire or what was the sort of format and how did people, you know, submit it? Yeah, well, we use Google Suite in the partnership. So it's just a very simple Google form. So people can just submit their story. They can do it in a vlog format. They can do it in a written format um, and submit a photo or whatever it is that they, how they want to submit it. And then we collate those and then create the content from it. And we've pushed it out quite broadly at first. But now what we're trying to do is kind of sort of hone in on particular sort of communities, networks, areas of the business that we want to be celebrating a little bit more to give that sense of direction of what we're looking for. Um, and then that's how we're collating those stories. So, yeah, quite a simple way way of doing it, really. Well, that's great. So you're, you're asking them, tell us about your career at John Lewis. Yeah, again, it, we've kind of given them some direction. So a lot of people talk about career progression, but actually we basically say talk about what you like, about why you love working for the partnership. So that might be their career progression. That might be uh, the benefits that they take advantage of outside of work. It could be the partnership networks, so the DNI networks that we have it internally. So being part of them and what that means to you. Literally anything's on the table, and um, we can use those stories to yeah highlight all of these great things that partners can experience when working with us. Brilliant, it's excellent. Can you um, still take a boat out at the Odney Club? Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, so we've got the uh, we've got five partnership hotels uh, that no one really ever knows about. They're exclusive for partners and guests. Odney being one of them along the River Thames. There, having been to four of them myself as well, like it's an incredible benefit. You, you you kind of don't really appreciate it until you're there. But these hotels are, you know, four or five star hotels exclusive for partners and in stunning locations like the Lake District, Brown Sea Island in Poole, Odney on the River Thames and Ballas, my other favourite in Wales. Yeah, really amazing. So setting the right expectations with candidates is crucial, especially for a co-owned business like John Lewis. How do you communicate the unique challenges and rewards of working in such a model? And what strategies have you found effective in attracting the right talent? Yeah, so that's kind of something we're really focusing on more this year. I think with our employer brand, we've been a little bit guilty of kind of celebrating all of the great things that it is to work in the partnership, but we haven't done as much of setting that expectation. So that's much more of a focus for us this year. And by doing so, it's just kind of educating candidates who are interested in working for the partnership, what it means to be a partner. And being a co-owner comes with different responsibilities than a general employee in our eyes. That means being willing to challenge your peers or your leadership team on the way things are done and doing it in a, in a kind and fair way with the intention of the success of the partnership ultimately. So... Yeah, we're, we're very much working on that. A lot of content to be added to our careers website around it, social content and, and partner stories again to bring that to life. So we're currently reaching out to a lot of our counsellors. Partnership council is uh, something that happens um, in the partnership and is that democracy lens on the partnership. So we're going to be catching up with them, sharing their stories to bring that to life so people can really understand it and set that expectation before they join us essentially. Tom, it's been a fascinating conversation. And one of the things that we always do with our guests is ask them if they've got any top reads or listens that they can recommend. Yeah. Uh, does it have to be employer brand focused? Or? No, no, no. It can be anything. Okay. 
Well, the most recent read, um, I don't know if you guys would have heard of him, but his name's David Goggins. He's like an ex-Navy SEAL guy from, from America. And he's very much about toughening your mind to, it's so much more than that. He's he, like, you didn't need to listen to him to really understand. He's very brutal, very honest. He swears a lot. So just be prepared for that if you're going to listen to him. But I just think he's brilliant. And if I were to put an employer brand lens on that, well, two things. Personally, it's kind of helped me as a creative, and I'm sure other people who work in creative industries know and appreciate this, is that you uh, self-doubt can kick in quite a lot. And uh, he, actually, by reading his books, it's helped me understand how to navigate around that and uh, be more positive about what's, what's creative and stuff. But then also, from again, going back to these partner stories that we're trying to push out there, is that there's this very much this uh, expectation that success is unachievable for most people in the sense of that we can't all be CEOs of a company or you know senior leaderships of a, of a company but actually that's not the case at all success can be whatever you want it to be and in our case if you've found you're happier in the partnership that's that's success in itself and so yeah he, he's he, he's kind of helped me understand that and I apply that into our employer brand and uh, yeah really bring that positivity out in in everything that we're doing so yeah recommend David Goggins but be prepared. That's brilliant. My other half is obsessed with him. Yeah. He, he's just um, downloaded the book, but he watches all the podcasts that he's on and yeah, yeah. I'll have to tell him. I think I've listened to a book with Jocko Willink. Who, yeah. He, he's got a face that, you know, is the reason why I wouldn't get out of the car in a, in a road rage incident, <laughs> just in case he, yeah, but he stepped up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've listened to some stuff where they did a book together, I think, and they're kind of. Yeah, yeah. I think they're both Navy SEALs, but. Yeah, my, my girlfriend, who will probably be listening to this when it's launched, she'll be laughing because I talk about David Goggins all the time. I go to, I go to house parties and I'm talking to David Goggins. I'm getting everyone to do cold showers yeah. and all sorts. And... Yeah, I, I have a similar thing with Aunt Middleton. Oh, yeah. and, uh, he basically is banned, he's, just, he's just banned now from the, from the house. Yeah. I'm not allowed to mention him. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Okay, well, that's excellent. Thank you so much, Tom. It was brilliant chatting with you yeah likewise and thanks for having me thanks tom thanks for listening for more expert insights check out our other bite-sized episodes perfect for micro learners and those with a short attention span just like me and if you're in employer branding and recruitment marketing you might be interested in our monthly eb meetups just search eb meetup on linkedin and join our community for anything else, contact us via leapcreate.co.uk. See you next time.